Yeah, the doomsday clock is at 90 seconds. There's who, a, who decides that? Uh, so the bullet, it's called the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Uh, and they have a okay. doomsday clock. So it's like the people who would have been on the Oppenheimer team back in the day. I don't know. I, I don't know if they like are pro atomic research. They're just or guessing though. They're yeah, they're not No, they just make a, they're they're just making a statement basically. It's like a it, right. they 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 move the doomsday clock closer to midnight like as a s- symbol of like things right. are getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, they're right. Well, they're right. Yeah. There's <laughs> nuclear threat in Russia with in the Russian war on Ukraine, October 7th, you know, the, all the stuff that's happening in uh, Palestine mm-hmm. and then uh, worsening climate disasters. And then gener- cyber truck is on the streets. They, they said generative art- artificial intelligence. I, I cyber count, truck. I count that as cyber truck. You see the cyber truck and it takes one second closer to doomsday. Yeah. So we're not, <laughs> that was like yeah, that moved that from was 90 my, to in uh, my 60. brain. Everyone has to have their own internal doomsday yeah, clock. Yeah, totally. When I saw yeah. the cyber truck, the clock did move. Should we have a, dooms- should we put a doomsday clock up here? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's doomsday clock. Yeah. Well, for me, how, it would, I'd be always like, one second. Or one second. <laughs> every episode of the every episode. Every of the episode, show. I like I move it. Yeah, it's like well, we can't. We're not there yet, man. We gotta. <laughs> I'm just winding it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's getting crazy, man. Yeah. Let's do it. It's on. Let's do it. Drinking guava tea. It's good. It's good. You made some guava tea. Yeah. You, this is your guava tea that you never liked. Yeah. But I've started making it and now you're like, okay, it's fine. Food food is always better when somebody makes it for you. Yeah, I think that's right. You made food the other night. Like you made some vegetables and you're like, oh, yeah. that's not good. And I was like, that's good. I didn't have to make it. So yeah. it rocks. <laughs> it was bad. It I didn't was think bad. it was bad, but... It, well, you're wrong. It was bad. It was like if if I had a prisoner, uh-huh. that's what I would feed my prisoner every night. Yeah, it was very dry. I cooked like uh, four or five different vegetables. One of them didn't know what it was. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, you you told me you warned me. You're like one of these vegetables. Like I don't know what it is. And yeah, I, I was like I bet I could figure it out. And I was like I don't yeah. know what this is. I'm like a chef presenting you a tasting menu, and I'm like, and this vegetable we don't so know. We don't know. <laughs> it's like you made it though, right? <laughs> I get stuff at the farmer's market and like, I'll just give bread to a vegetable guy and he's like, this is good. He just gives you a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cool. It is cool. But that one, that mystery vegetable didn't add to the plate. The veggies you get are really good. They're, they're really small. I've noticed too. Yeah. They are small. I guess I'm just used to like um, produce from the grocery store, which is huge. It is. It's It's like vegetables aren't supposed to be that big apparently. No, they're like a bright green and yeah. huge. <laughs> they were made with like uh, GMOs or something. Have you been to Erewhon? I have not gone to Erewhon and I take pride in that. I've gone. Um, What's it look like? Twice in there? now. It's insane. Like they uh, stack their potatoes, like all their vegetables is like like meticulously stacked on top of each other. Okay. It I looks like that. insane. It looks like beautiful. <laughs> um, like all the cucumbers are like stacked on top of each other. Sure. Like, like perfectly. Yeah. When you go to the aisles with like cereal boxes, like everything's pushed to the front. You know, like when you go to a normal grocery store, it's like, oh, somebody took one of these fruit snacks. It's right. all There's all. There's yeah. Like, I don't know. There's like a person maybe who's a guy who's making sure everything's in line all yeah, the time it's just everything's to the front it looks um insane like like fa- like a toy like it, fake it looks fake yeah it looks like if you just had wallpaper of like what a grocery store aisle would yeah be. um there's stuff that's really expensive there but then there's also other stuff that's like whole foods right. or regular grocery store prices yeah. like you could probably go in there and like not spend a crazy amount of sure. money if you just bought the right stuff i went to whole foods to get some pro, mostly to get produce, and it was as cheap as going to Ralph's recently. Yeah, yeah. If you just buy like a cucumber, you can find one that's a fine price. Cucumbers yeah. are all the same price. Yeah, you you can kind of like shop affordably at most grocery stores, just depending right. on what you buy. But then, like, yeah, there. If you go to Erewhon, like, there is you know, $20 granola and stuff. There's that. But you're dumb if you buy it. Like if you're, you're, if, you're an idiot, if you buy that, yeah. sometimes like maybe you try and buy a pork <laughs> chop and it's like, Oh no, I got it from the sacred farm upstate. Yeah. And I, this costs $30. Yeah, dude. I saw like, uh, just, I think like maybe just dry aged beef that was like just in the fridge at the, like at foot level. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how much is this? $200. Yeah. Okay. 
It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like not even in a special case or anything. Um, so there is stuff like that. I think I got a juice from there that was like $10, which is okay. normal LA juice price. It is. But it was, it was a good juice. We've discussed juice before. It's one of the best things to <laughs> it's buy. That's all we talk about. <laughs> we talk about juice a lot. It's one of the best things to buy because it's one of the worst things to make. Yeah, it sucks. Like if you were to collect a bunch of things to make a juice out of and then turn on like a chainsaw machine to <laughs> turn it into juice. Yeah. And then you got a clean said wood chipper. Yeah. And then you have your juice and like you said, you made it. So it's going to taste worse than yeah. from the store. And then he's like, now I have to clean my wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Have you, did you guys ever have those like manual juice things when you're a kid, just for like orange juice or whatever? Oh, I know what you're talking about, juice. but I don't think so. Yeah. My mom used to make that sometimes. It was okay. pretty good, but you don't get, it's not, you know, it's not, it's, you can't like make a green, you can't like do it, use a cucumber on no, one of those. No, no, no. Citrus only. <laughs> Citrus only. <laughs> you're only working on, you can't, I try, you try like an apple and you Nuh-uh. just get like <laughs> Apple pieces. <clears throat> yeah, How's juice that? is a good fancy thing. We're talking about a lot of healthy stuff. How's your week been? You've been sick. Yeah, I was sick. And like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have COVID. I tested myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have COVID, which is good. But I did have a cold for like a few days. And yeah. I think it's been going around. I interacted with like two elderly men who both seem sick. Yeah. And were sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... um. I think like one of them, I don't want to blame the elderly. This is hilarious because the narrative has all been about how our generation is getting them sick. But you think that one of these old guys, one of these old bastards got you sick. Well, all I know is that I wasn't sick when I talked to either of these guys. (laughs) And after I talked to both of them, I'm now sick. So Right. You've got some old ancient uh, type of cold. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, I'm not even, (laughs) my body's not even prepared. It's like from a generation to like 50 years ago. It's like getting an ancient grain or something. Um, I don't, I'm not blaming. uh, You can't really blame people when you get sick because you're just like, well, it's not their fault that they got sick either. Right. So um, I'm past that part of my life where I'm like, that person got me sick, you know? (laughs) But it it did suck. It was like, it it took me out of commission for like three days, which, but you're not sick. We live together and you're not sick. Yeah, I feel okay. So I feel good about that because I'm like, at least I didn't get one person sick. You said, uh, I hope I don't get you sick. And I said, if you get me sick, I'd be honored. Yeah, you said I'd graciously accept (laughs) COVID. (laughs) I'd graciously accept. Before I knew that it wasn't COVID. (laughs) Didn't know it was COVID, Um, which was nice. Made me feel better. Good. But I feel okay. I feel like overall okay right now. but be, you know, watch out. I guess I don't know what to tell people. Yeah, it's you, that no, time I mean, of year. You're gonna get if, sick. If you're a person and you're out in the world, you, you know, whatever. Some people just don't get sick though. Yeah. I I get sick like all the time mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why. Some people are just like I haven't had a cold in five years. And you're like, <laughs> what is like? What are you, the Terminator? Like, <laughs> you're made of metal. Um. Well, but, good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um. You, wait, you had something that you, you saw, oh, you saw a cyber truck. I saw a cyber truck. I've seen two of them. Yeah. Show stopping. Uh, They don't belong in the streets. They don't, they shouldn't exist. But when you see one, I I said, whoa. How would you describe what it looks like? Because there might be people who don't. Like when they picture sure. a cyber truck, they yeah. I don't know what they're picturing. Cyber truck. So I, I saw a black one and I saw a silver one. Yeah. Uh, the black one was the first time I've seen it in black. I didn't even know they made it in black. They make it in black. Okay. Um, one was patrolling around Atwater Village. They look dystopian. They really do look like they're about to bomb the cutest house in the neighborhood. Yeah. They look like tanks. Kind of. They, they look like tanks, and that's the goal. Yeah. It's kind of. Tank cosplay, IDF cosplay. It's it's like future war, like yeah. uh, cosplay. Like I'm a I'm driving a truck from the year three thousand. Right. They're <laughs> supposed to be bulletproof. They're really? Sp- they're supposed to be built for war, mm-hmm. and so it is obnoxious to see one driving around uh, a neighborhood where people are trying to parallel park and, and get coffee. Yeah. Uh, people are just getting coffee and it's like my car's bulletproof (laughs) it's like you live in one of the richest neighborhoods in the world probably there has never been a more first world situation to live in than east la yeah i gotta go east la honey you want to go get our cortados from the from the coffee shop (laughs) let's take my bulletproof truck That seems the safest way, the most efficient. (laughs) That's the best way way. for us to do this. Get in the tank. Everybody in the tank. Everybody in the tank. We're going to Pinkberry. (laughs) 
so stupid. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like anything about it, but when I saw one, I was just like, God damn, look at that thing go. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's just cool to see a new car, I think, or yeah. a new concept of something on the road. Mm-hmm. I like any, Yeah, because, I mean, every car looks the same. Most people have been driving their same car for, like, 15 20 years right so like most of the cars you see on the road like i've been seeing for like years and years and years now it's just cool to see like a new thing every car also has like a predecessor like you might see a new car but the old generation of that car you could imagine what the new civic was gonna look like yeah exactly that this is unlike anything else yeah and so it, yeah, it's it cool sticks to see, out. It's cool to see something that uh there's also been so much hype i feel like i've seen it on the internet for years yeah I know. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like uh it's like a video like when PS5 finally you you finally see a yeah. PS5 for the first time you're like, "Oh, cool. I've been seeing videos of this for 4 years." Right. Yeah. Um but it's a toy, much like the PS5 it is a toy. It, it is a toy and maybe the worst toy on the road. Yeah. It's a bulletproof toy. <laughs> but I there I've seen them. They exist now. Okay, cool. We'll see. I don't know how popular they're going to get. We'll see. I, I just I don't think they can make that many of them. Yeah, and like just mo- most people aren't like interested in having that product or yeah, like who who is that for? It's an exclusive toy. Yeah. Um but if you have you know, if you have one, if any of our listeners have yeah. a Cybertruck, we'll let us ride around in it. We'll yeah. we'll r- make an episode about your Cybertruck. We'll record an episode in the back. Yeah. In the back of the Cybertruck <laughs> yeah. in the bed. In the bed of the truck. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a truck that people are going to be hanging out in the bed of. No, you don't think people are going to load up their cyber truck with a with a cooler of beers, their no, golden retriever, their three no. kids, and they go down to the lake for a little bit of tire swing. There will be <laughs> no beers near the truck bed of no. the cyber truck, <laughs> and not because these guys are not alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're alcoholics inside their big homes they're, or whatever. No, they're like in the they're in the Tesla, like drinking a martini. Like <laughs> the car's driving itself. <laughs> That's like the future. Yeah. So I saw one of those. All I right. played golf in the rain. Oh yeah, that was a thing. I didn't really know you could play golf in the rain, but you know, in retrospect, they shouldn't have let us on the course. Yeah, but it was good to be out there. You said it was still fun though, right? It's good. It's like a different experience. It's like your main goal is staying dry yeah, and keeping all of your stuff dry, which I was happy with. I was happy to walk around the hills of Burbank and keep my stuff dry. That was a fun experience for me. Did you, were you able to stay dry for the most part? I did. I, oh, I cool. accomplished my dreams. Cool. It was a type of rain where it's like, we always thought it was about to stop. And yeah. so I had hope, I had optimism for like four hours and then I just finished, had to walk because uh, it was too much of a swamp for the carts. Right. Um, play with a stranger. Uh-huh. This happens all the time in golf yeah. where uh, a guy joins you. The course was so empty that it was really only, it was me and uh, a friend. And uh, this guy joined us like right after we teed off, which is like a... But it's like why, right? If, that, if it's that empty. I don't know why he wanted to play with us and not alone. Maybe he didn't want to be alone for four hours. Yeah. And he was a fine guy, but he started off the round. We were walking down the first fairway. He pulls out his phone and he goes, what's up, motherfuckers? Looking at like a FaceTime or something. Uh-huh. And me and my friend looked at each other. We were just like, oh, no. No, oh, geez. We've <laughs> attached ourselves to a loose cannon. We have for a the bad next, egg. <laughs> we got a bad egg for the next four hours. Damn. He's wearing a short sleeve shirt and like drinking. How old was he? 50. 50? Yeah. Yeah. Saying, what's up, motherfuckers, under yeah. a FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rice he was he, did he end guy. up being okay he was, he was no he was an okay guy yeah, right. he was a good guy sometimes people just have like like three annoying things about them but they're sure. they're not bad people when you start a golf round like you're about to commit to such a long period of time that i maybe you judge people very harshly in their first mo like moments yeah so at first i was like oh no this guy's gonna be like on zoom this guy's gonna be doing a twitch stream the whole time yeah what was he drinking? Just like beer, I'm guessing. They make um, they make cocktails in the can. Oh yeah. So he was he was crushing those. Nice Moscow Mule, something like that. Some some sort. Of and you know what? It was an athletic feat because he had to carry them all in his bag in the rain. <laughs> he had like five. no umbrella. He had yeah. a bunch of them. And he was he had no umbrella. It was incredible. Wow. So he was just <laughs> soaked by the end. It was of crazy. It. it looked like World War One out there. Uh huh. 
<laughs> this guy's faded off uh, five canned Moscow, Moscow mules. He was good too. I was proud of him. He was a good golfer. He was good. Oh, cool. You, uh, n- no one who's bad unless they're like running from the law would go out and play in the rain for that long. Yeah. Like you have to be good. Yeah. That, to even enjoy that right. for a moment. That makes sense. So I did that, but you know, now I'm back. Cool. Glad you're back. <clears throat> We've had eventful weeks. Uh, we watched Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, welcome to Perfect Politics. Sure. Welcome. Um, we watched Oppenheimer. My first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Is it your first time watching it? Yeah. Um, what'd you think? It was bad. You know, it has the most nominations for the Oscars this year. I was going to count how many it had, but I was looking through the list and yeah, it has a, I think has a 13. Bunch. 13? I think. That's wild. And I think it deserves some of them. I don't think that it was technically bad. I don't think that like the sound was bad. Right. Maybe yeah. the score was good. The acting was good. I thought it was boring. It could have been less time. Could have been a documentary. Probably should have been. Yeah. I think Christopher Nolan thinks he's Oppenheimer. Me too. And that's annoying. There was one line in the movie where he's like, you're not self-important. You're actually important. And I can just see Nolan saying that to himself in the mirror all the time. Yeah. And I don't like it. No. I mean, yeah, that's he wrote that line for sure. There's also another line uh, where one of the characters is like talking to Oppenheimer. He's like, maybe one day someone will be brave enough to tell our story. <laughs> I've never seen like a director reference to himself that directly. <laughs> Like in a movie, it was a brave genius. Maybe, Seventy years from now, maybe a man smarter than me, Oppenheimer. A movie that'll win. probably get win the Oscar. Yeah, thirteen <laughs> nominations, seven wins, possibly. <clears throat> that would be a feat greater than the atomic bomb. <laughs> it's like I don't think Oppenheimer said all this. This might be <laughs> historical fiction. Um, there was a moment in the movie where the test bomb goes off. That's like the climax. Yeah. Uh, and then we paused the movie and it's like, oh no, there's like an hour 20 left. Yeah, I know. And it was like, what could this possibly be about? Yeah. And it's a trial about a trial. It was brutal. Yeah. It was a trial about a trial. Like brutal. Like there's the trial that Oppenheimer's in after the war where they think he's a communist, but then there's another trial where like Robert Downey Jr.'s character is being, (laughs) it's like everyone's wearing the most boring suit you've ever seen. And they're like. What? Why did you take away the clearance 15 years ago? And, and it was like, oh, <laughs> you're taking away his. And yeah, Let the stakes, it in. The stakes are so low, too. He's like, they're taking away Oppenheimer's security clearance. And then uh, his wife's like, do you know what this means? You're going to have to get another job. They're making you look like a bitch. Yeah. You're going to have to go to Princeton and, and be a, an honorary professor. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most prestigious colleges in the world. <laughs> Do you know how embarrassed I'll, that my family will be to hear about this? There is a lot of her like shaming him into being like, he's like, uh, yeah, she's just calling him a bitch the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, well, I don't think you get to weigh in on this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've done like, we, we talked about Godzilla one for one of our bonus episodes, yeah. which is about World War II, but it's mm-hmm. like, that's a movie you don't want to draw comparisons to real life. But this no. this movie, I feel like it's appropriate because it is about World War II and about right. actual civi- civilian casualties. So mm-hmm. drawing comparisons to that and what's going on in Gaza, I think is more relevant. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's inappropriate, I guess. Sure. I mean, I Godzilla minus one, great movie. Yeah. You can learn something about humanity in that movie. But but maybe not make direct comparisons to, to uh, warfare. To warfare, yeah. Um, Nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, did get, what was the best special effects or special something? Special effects. Yeah. Great movie. Um, so <clears throat> just a little update on the death toll in Gaza. It's uh, over 25,000 is the last that I heard. Um, I think it's important to update people because it's a question that I usually have where I'm like, are people mm-hmm. still, if, if there's a few days where I haven't read the news, yeah. you're like, are people still being killed? And it's like, yeah, the death toll is still steadily rising yeah. there just because you might not hear about it or see it on your Instagram. It's like, it's still going up. Yeah. Uh, an important reminder <clears throat> something that I think about all the time is that, uh, 
10 times more journalists have been killed in Gaza than civilians. Yeah. So uh, the journalism continues to get worse. And we've said this the whole time, but as more people continue to die, as more people continue to get targeted, it's going to be hard to get a death toll. Yeah. That's just journalism that is hard to attain. Yeah, exactly. The A lot of the news I read today was talking about a potential future ceasefire. Yeah. And uh, the government, Israeli government and Hamas uh, are not close to an agreement. Yeah. And uh, it's just so, it seems incorrect for these negotiations that are not close to happening uh, being the headline when it's like, Gaza is not a place for life at the moment. Yeah. It's, These are not conditions for life. It, you're saying it's like, it's it's weird that they're not even getting close to an agreement when this I is think, happening? Well, I understand why they're not getting close to an agreement because Netanyahu is a psycho and he and Hamas is not going to forfeit everything. Um, but just from a media outlet standpoint, the news to me is that this is a death camp these are conditions for exterminating and ethnically cleansing a people. Yeah. Um, that just should be all of the news to me. Yeah. And it's like, if the governments can figure out a way to have a ceasefire, which is being demanded, uh, by a lot of other nations and people within every nation, then uh, that will be the news if it comes to be. But right now the news is that, uh, people are getting bombed and people don't have water. People yeah. are starving. That should be the news, not like we're getting close to it. Like, there might be a 30-day ceasefire, yeah, but, uh, but probably not. Netanyahu wants all of Hamas, um, you know, exiled. Right. And he's asking that to Hamas. They're like, me? Ex- exile me? Yeah. No. <laughs> Hamas <laughs> says no. Hamas says don't exile me personally. No. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he's crazy, dude. I mean, uh, th- th- that's he's the reason. I mean, his cabinet is the reason that uh, they're not getting anywhere close. Like you sent me an article about him and Biden are falling out. They they didn't talk for like a month. They didn't talk for a month. That's insane. It's really weird. Yeah. I understand why Netanyahu wouldn't want to talk to Biden, but for Biden not to demand to talk to Netanyahu for a month, there's something that's very cynical about it where Biden is like, no, we need a two state solution. And Netanyahu is like, actually it's only going to be a one state solution. So it's like, so now after the uh, United States has fully funded this bombardment and this genocide now we somehow disagree yeah i think it's i think we're being manipulated there there were 21 israeli soldiers who were killed recently in a building in gaza i think that was like one of the biggest losses yeah that the, the that the um israeli army has suffered in a day um and i just kind of looked into how many deaths have occurred they've had over 200 deaths 19 have appeared to be from friendly fire. So like when Mm -hmm. they drop bombs and stuff, like they miss target and stuff and they end up killing their own people. That's Um, why they're dropping less bombs now. Oh, really? Because the IDF is in Gaza. Yeah. And so it's mainly just on the ground and less bomb. They're still bombing, but it's much less than before. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, It's good to report on Israeli soldiers dying, even though, you know, you do see inhumanity in some of the videos that they post, some of the soldiers, but they still have families back in Israel. They, you know, Mm -hmm. these are a death is a death no matter what. So Mm -hmm. it only strengthens the argument that the war should end because, you know, eventually Israelis are going to be like, hey, our people are dying in Gaza as well. Right. So it only helps. Because I don't know, my first instinct when I hear like not 21 soldiers are killed, I'm like, well, 25,000 civilians have been killed. Right. It doesn't matter though. Like no. if people are dying, then it builds an argument for ending the war. Right. Period. Death is bad. War is bad. This is more evidence that war is bad. Yeah. So we should be aware of all si- anyone dying on any side. I think. Definitely. <clears throat> I did want to bring up, We you sent me a video. There's a lot of videos like this because the... Israeli soldiers take these videos of themselves and like put them on TikTok and stuff. Oh, they have insane videos that they like disgusting videos. It's very creepy. It's unlike any soldier I've ever seen on camera. Yeah. And a a lot of these, I think the majority of their army is reserves. So these people were not necessarily like trained with the standard mindset of a soldier. Yeah. But they see these explosions from a distance and then they cheer as if they're like watching fireworks. Yeah. Um, they, they do, there's crazy, like just camera footage from the soldiers. I mean, they're young. 
uh, a lot of them are stupid, you know, they're Mm -hmm. just, just idiots who get sent into war basically and probably sign up for that where they're like, yeah, I want to go kill some people, you know? Not even just the ones of them cheering from far away. There's ones where they go into the, the all like boots on the ground. They'll go into like a shop and like ransack a shop. Right. Uh, you know, they break into safes. I'm sure there's even more disgusting videos out there that we haven't seen. That sure. People, they just take them on their phone. Usually the, the IDF will be like, hey, delete that. Like that's going to make us look bad. We already look terrible, but that's not that crosses the line. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, there's also a lot of influencers that go with the soldiers into war. They're right. not soldiers. They're just got, they're just people who have social media accounts. that are yeah. Zionists and they're just like, yeah, I'm going into war guys. We're going to go kill some, you know, we're going to go kill Hamas or whatever. So dystopian. It's so gross. to watch these videos, the attitude, like the soldier who goes into a house and destroys stuff. I think that has always existed. Yeah. I think that type of attitude has always existed, but the, Watching a bomb go off and you don't know what the bomb is going to do. Yeah. Like, I feel like 10 years ago, American soldiers watching a bomb in uh, the Middle East, they knew exactly what type of bomb was being dropped and why. In Israel, it's like there are so many different types of weapons being used that the soldiers in the background that are looking on, I don't know if they know what they're about to see. Yeah, I don't know. They just see a big explosion. They're like, hell yeah. Yeah. It could be. That was, it's like fireworks. You don't necessarily know what type of show you're about to get. Yeah. You just know you're supposed to be excited about it. It is like fireworks. I mean, it is literally just an explosion that they have no human connection to. Right. That they see from far away, like a drone strike or whatever. Yeah. It's a little bit more um, visceral than a drone strike because, like, you're seeing it in front of you. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, and, the, and these people are, you know, they're young soldiers. They're stupid. They're reserved. Yeah. They're, like, they don't have the attitude of a Navy SEAL where they see an explosion and they go, all right. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah. They have the attitude of like, whoa, and I know I'm supposed to like that. Yeah. Yay. There's a good, it, it's super creepy. There's, there's a video, uh, movie called Restrepo and I, it's with uh, American soldiers in, I think it's Afghanistan where they go. And it's very similar where they're like shooting in the mountains. They're like, um, you know, they're shooting at who, you know, who they think are the enemies or whatever. And then they'll like get a, get a kill and then everybody cheers. You know what I mean? They're just excited because it's so far away that they're just like, yeah, dude, I got it. You know, I think the Korangal Valley is where the, the, the movie that I'm referencing right now, but yeah, there's an excitement, you know, of Mm -hmm. like getting a shot and that's never going to change with when you have young, stupid people and at war, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, some of these some of these influencers are. I mean, these videos are dystopic, man. I I hate watching those videos. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just like like I already don't like the attitude of a YouTuber, but then like seeing them at war is like now I really don't like what you're doing. There was one quote that I'm gonna pull it up. Um, we were talking about it on Instagram. It's like the thumbnail of, it's like a YouTube thumbnail. And it's like, we fire a thousand artillery shots into like, into a camp, you know? Oh, this is what he, cause he said the right words, but like he said them with the totally wrong tone. Yeah. It was like a huge bomb went off. He goes, this is crazy. This is not normal. This is, yeah. He's like, his, <laughs> those are the correct words. That, yeah. Like the deep part of his brain saw that yeah. and articulated, this is not normal. Yeah. But he said it with glee. Yeah. Because he has, because yeah, he's, he's excited. He's yeah. excited and he's in YouTube mode. He's in YouTube mode <laughs> and he's brainwashed. He's brainwashed. Like yeah. a lot of things are going on yeah. and he supports what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to say the correct words with the opposite tone, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, it's so hard to watch. It's 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 weird stuff. It's gross. Um, I almost went to a candlelight vigil last week. Yeah, I was too sick, I think, uh, but you invited me to go to it. Yeah, it was um, for journalists and artists in Gaza mm-hmm. who have died. We, we deal with this so much on an academic level because we want to get the news uh, right. Yeah. Um, so this was a good opportunity to maybe experience this more on a grief level because it is so sad. Uh, didn't go. Almost went. Went to Party City. Here's the thing. On the flyer to yeah. go to the vigil, it was like, bring candles. And I was like, I can do that. I'll bring so many goddamn candles. Yeah. The saddest guy there. I'm bringing extras. I'm bringing extras. I'll be one of the guys who hands it you out. Br- you bring a menorah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? This holds 12. <laughs> Get out of here, man. What? I just wanted to bring as many candles as possible. 
I'm sad too. What's the problem? Yeah. I went to Party City. Party City doesn't deal in death. And I take issue with that. There's no funeral section. There's no vigil section at Party City. No, there is not. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think Party City should recognize death a little bit more honestly. I yeah. think there should be a death section there. I, 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 I think it's uh, slim pickings after Halloween, right? There's probably just like one hippie costume. and a Well, they, they got balloons. a good birthday section. Yeah. There's some Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah. They're trying to be like, hey, we do it, we do it all, all year round. But yeah. Party City, no one dies in Party City. No. And I don't like that. I so. mean, Awake is a party, technically. So they yes. should have stuff for... Candles and cake thing. People need funeral stuff, and Party City should get on that. Black suits. Uh, no candles at Party City. No. I went to Target. Okay. They had candles, but not the right size. And I was like, am I going to look stupid? Yeah, you can't bring a, a scented <laughs> candle. You don't. You no, bring, were, yeah, yeah, you you can't bring, bring a scented candle. A cookies and cream no, scented you, candle. You can't bring a big candle in a jar and hold it. They had some candlesticks, but they weren't the right size. And I was like, "Am I going to look dumb and at the visual?" And don't you dare think about bringing an electronic candle that just like has nope, nope. You might have no. They do. They have the flameless candles yeah. at Target. You can't bring that to a visual. No. That's in poor taste. No. Um, and I stood in front of the candles at Target for like five minutes. And I'm like, who cares if I bring a stupid candle? No, it doesn't matter. Like, no one cares. Somebody probably has one, yeah. And when I go there, there's going to be a nice lady handing out all the candles anyway. Right. But then I did my grieving in that like five minutes of the Target aisle. And I was like, I don't want to go. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's better. Maybe it's better that you didn't go. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe just you putting in the effort to find the candle. I went to two stores. Show of an effort. Yeah. Yeah. That was where I grieved. Um, the, the vigil was also at Echo Park Lake. And I was like, I know I'm going to see a fucking guy there in a scarf that I don't want to see. Yeah. You're going to maybe see someone you know or just somebody that you don't want to look at. I'm going to see it, maybe a guy I don't know uh, and I project a lot of things that I don't like about myself onto him and then I hate him. Well, I think maybe we do next one next if there's a public protest or something, yeah. maybe we go and uh, okay. I don't like it. Dude, I, I don't like protests. I've been okay. to a few in my life. Sure. Um, I don't like the, the dudes that show up there. Right. But. Much like my Starbucks boycott, yes, I would like to get over that as well. I think you're right. Maybe. And by the way, update on my Star Starbucks boycott. It's getting tough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've been like craving it a lot. Oh. But I've been, you know, I haven't. You've I been going to Coffee Bean? I haven't gone anywhere. I've been saving a lot of money. Okay. So uh, I just want to say I'm staying strong on my Starbucks boycott. Proud of you. But we amp it up and we go to a vigil or protest mm -hmm. And, um, we hold our, we, we hold our tongues. <laughs> <laughs> we don't bully the guys with scarves, yeah. you know? Okay. All right. We'll figure it out. I think that's a nice idea. But I, I like, I like the effort. I like the effort that you put in. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. Should we talk about the election? Yeah, let's do it, man. The Trump won New Hampshire last night. He beat Nikki Haley by 10 ish points. Yes. Which is not that many. It's not that many. Not that many. Not that many. I was supposed to win by about 20. <laughs> Only won by about 10. I don't know Just what happened. <laughs> Somebody stole them. Someone, Nikki stole, I Nikki don't know why. Them. She still lost. She stole them and she still lost. <laughs> um, uh, is this a, is this a, is this a lot more of a loss for Trump or more of a win for Nikki Haley? You think? I think this is a little bit of a win for Nikki Haley. Um, Yeah. The fact that she is still persevering and pushing on and people are still funding this uh, election, good for her. Ron DeSantis is out. He bounced out. He was the second under Trump. He was the second under Trump, and he strategically dropped out before this primary. New Hampshire is a fancier state than the rest. So the, the reason Nikki Haley had more votes um, was because there's a lot of college-educated Republicans in New Hampshire who don't want to vote for Trump, but are Republican. And this is kind of almost a show for her, even if she doesn't win the election or the, the primaries, it's just to be like, Hey, you know, I got a lot of support. So yeah. whatever the next job is that she wants to get, 
she can show that her totally. campaign was kind of a success. She's the governor of South Carolina, and she is putting herself on the national map. Yeah. I think that she is positioning herself uh, as a likely future presidential candidate. Okay. Um, but unlike Ron DeSantis didn't want to be in New Hampshire, because unlike Nikki Haley, he's not a fancy man. He There's no one in New Hampshire that is interested in Ron DeSantis over Trump. He's a little bit more of like a, a people's person, a people's person. He's or? just from Florida and he has the same like deeply conservative vote that Trump does. So it's like too much of the He's same. Too People much Trump, like, oh, right. I'm, I'm just going to vote for the real thing. Versus- Nikki Haley gives you a little bit more flavor, I think. Okay. She gives you a little bit more of a progressive ideal. Okay. Maybe if you don't like rape. Yeah. Maybe if you don't like... Uh, Fe- committing felonies, then Nikki Haley is like a savory option for a conservative candidate. Got it. Yeah, you don't like you don't like the crime element of Trump, right? So I'm going to go for the clean the clean version, basically. Mm-hmm. Still probably pro gun rights and yeah, all that stuff. Abortion and yeah, she's she's happy with a national ban on abortion. Got it. Okay. She's also uh, an Indian woman who said this country has never been racist. <laughs> this has never been a racist country, right? Her parents moved here from India, and her dad was a professor at a historically black college. Oh, really? Which is cool. Yeah. But it's just like evidence of racism. Yeah, that there is the fact that there is a historically black college. Yes. The whole historically black college situation is evidence, but then the fact that your dad wasn't hired at a mainstream college, he was hired at a black college because of racism. Yeah, the only reason you got to eat when you were a kid is because of racism. Racism (laughs) fed you. (laughs) Like like quite directly, (laughs) ma'am. She's the, I didn't even know she was Indian. That's the other thing. She does a good she, job she's of so, hiding it. She's so white passing. Yeah. Not just through her skin color, but like yeah. her name too, Nikki Haley. Yeah. Nikki, I could see as being an Indian name. Like maybe I've heard that as a first name, yeah. as a nickname. Yeah. But because she goes by her husband's last name. Right? Haley. Yeah. Haley. Yeah. So yeah, um, she was a, a Sikh. Her parents are Sikhs. Okay. And she converted to Christianity in the nineties. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. She's not even Sikh, like she's uh-huh. yeah, she's Hindu. I she mean went, she's Christian. She um went to Clemson. One of the whitest experiences that you could have, I think. Yeah. I don't know much about it other than it's a private school in South Carolina. Okay. So she's like like a lot of these politicians are kind of born and bred in the state that they grew up in almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like if you if you went to college in South Carolina now you're kind of like totally. the politician of that yeah okay that kind of makes me think about like local politicians from the town that I'm from and how annoying they are like anytime that I've met like a guy that's running for city council in my hometown I'm just like you've just lived here your whole life you weirdo like <laughs> you're a townie it makes sense to me like if I'm living in North Carolina again and there are two candidates and and one went to North Carolina and one went to NYU I'd be like well the NYU guy doesn't know what's going on. I agree. Yeah. It makes sense to be like a person who grew up in this town. The North Carolina guy, he knows about uh, biscuits and he knows about uh, college basketball. Yeah. This guy knows what needs to get done in he, this neighborhood. He can make the local Duke, right? Is that North Carolina? One of them. Yeah. yeah. You, he'd talk about Duke. Exactly. Know? And he's, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy, you know? This guy gets me. Yeah, he's not talking about the Syracuse basketball team. (laughs) Before our modern uh, era of politics where Trump has a million felonies, but he's going to win anyway, the question used to be like, who would you want to have a beer with? Yeah. And that is like where the, this guy's from a town that I recognize and this guy has been through what I've been through. Now now it's like, who would you want to overdose on fentanyl with? Who would be... Which candidate would you most likely to get into a suicide pact with? Who would you like to be in the car with when they get a DUI? (laughs) Those are like the real parameters of a small town guy. Who would you like to buy weed from? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Vivek would be the worst drug dealer ever. No. I mean, I, I think he smokes. I bet he like smokes weed. Maybe. Um, like he, he, he's like, so he seems so anxious to, I actually haven't really seen many videos of him, but he seems so anxious that he could just be a guy that like smokes weed. I don't um, know. I don't think he would handle it well. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so either. I'd like to do salvia with, with <laughs> Vivek. 
I'd like to dose uh, Vivek with <laughs> Salvi and see what he comes up with. <laughs> he has successfully launched his podcast career, and now he's like uh, one of Trump's entourage. When Trump was on the stage last night accepting his win, yeah. Vivek was in the background. Wow. What a dork. <laughs> that's all I got on it, though. I mean, I don't know. That's okay. Uh, that's that's a good update on the uh, election so far. I think, uh, didn't Biden win in New... I don't know. Did he, he have, like, a he, win? He did win, but I'm confused why... A lot of people wrote his name in, I think, right? I don't, yeah, it was, it was a write-in situation. I don't even understand why there are primaries. It doesn't seem like there is a candidate that the Democratic Party is positioning yeah actually it's a really good point i don't understand i don't know why that article even came across my desk i've noticed on my phone though that like their infographics for the election yeah i've really been beefed up oh really like up until this week like looking up election articles they were just in the mix with everything else yeah now it feels like an election section it feels like they you click on an election article and they give you uh, endless info. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You can like bar click graphs. On, you can like click on individual candidates now. People love that, dude. People love the bar graphs and the pie charts and stuff. Love and it's it. Like, yeah. That's why people love election year so much. They love the graphs. They love a race. Dude, because it, it, it's like sports too. Yeah. You want to see. Yeah. yeah, it is like a race. Those infographics yeah. are going to be heavy. Soon. It does. It, it feels more like the ESPN app than it does like the news app yeah. when I get into the election section. Totally. Everyone's got stats. Everyone's got a bio uh -huh. and they're trying to predict what's about to happen. You know, like when you watch, uh, I don't know if they still do this, but back in the day you would have, um, like you can't watch a football game, but they would show you like where the football is on the field. Oh, I do that all the time. You, yeah. They should have that for the election. I want to see just like, <laughs> and just keep it as a football. <laughs> yeah. I don't change it from a football or a field. Yeah. You're trying to have your family, you're having a dinner with your family. Like Sam, turn off the app, turn off N <laughs> the NPR. I've got 20 bucks on Trump tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything more on the election. Like, I mean, I haven't heard anything else. It's still, it's still in the early stages. I right? feel like I've consumed so much information about it, and it still doesn't make sense to me how Trump could become the obvious uh, guy who runs against Biden and is uh, a felon. Yeah, I don't understand how it's going to work. I don't know. Yeah, because it, it feels like he is going to get. Uh, charged or whatever. I don't know. Prosecuted. I, I don't know how good your lawyers have to be to push the uh, trial back until you get elected, because then you can just pardon yourself. <laughs> that would be. I mean, I don't want that to happen, but that is very funny. Like, I don't. Has a president ever pardoned themselves? I don't think like this. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> that is very funny I, to push it back until he wins, and then. He's like, he's like, I pardon myself. It'd be he does it when he does the turkey. It's me and the turkey. <laughs> I pardon both. <laughs> and this turkey, not such a nice guy. Not just such a nice guy. <laughs> he just gets into a beef with the turkey for some reason. It's like I really shouldn't even pardon the turkey. Yeah. If we're being honest, you know, I'm not really gonna pardon the turkey. Not just me. <laughs> he doesn't pardon the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got a lot to do this year. Can't pardon the turkey. Can't pardon the turkey. He's a creep. He's a creep. <laughs> Done a lot of bad things, this Done turkey. a lot of bad things, this turkey. Can't I'm, pardon the turkey this year. Yeah. Gonna, gotta, we're going to have to eat him. We're going to have to eat a... <laughs> we eat, everybody eat pig this year. <laughs> eat beef a pig. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, but that, that's probably gonna, what's going to happen. So. All right. You sent me a good article about the LA Times budget cuts. Yeah, they fired a hundred people. Yeah, um, the 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 <laughs> paper's been losing like thirty to forty million dollars a year. Apparently, yeah. mm -hmm. so soon uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Soon Xiang uh, is and his family bought the LA Times and the San Diego Union Tri Tribune. Yeah, for five hundred million dollars, like before COVID, I think. Yeah, I think COVID is what really. Uh, Kicked them in the face yeah. financially. They they were uh, the LA Times was failing before they bought it. Everything every journalistic institution is failing. Yeah, and it's not the quality of journalism; it's the the financial landscape. Yeah, people don't want to pay for news. But he turned it around. Apparently, according to this article, like he was helping. He was hiring people. Article. Oh, okay. He was just that's all he was doing. Yeah. Well, they were attempting to <clears throat> ramp it up. He was hiring people. There was a good initiative to like add more uh, diversity. Yeah. 
And then these hundred people who are fired disproportionately affects uh, people of color. Yeah, I, I saw that. So, I mean, they're just cutting their losses. I don't know what their plan is. They claim to have a plan. Yeah. I bet I bet the reason that it's affecting like people of color and the diversity is because they're firing people based off seniority. Mm-hmm. And I bet like all the oldest people there are white. The whitest people and there. And then recently, like maybe even this, I don't know if this guy hired them, but like I think like since they took over, they probably like pushed for diversity. Mm-hmm. But those people only been there for like a couple of years. So they're like, right. well, you got to, you've only been here two years. Right. A thing, uh, one reason that newspapers are failing has to do with old people dying. Like, old people love newspapers. Yeah. And it's just a generational thing. As those people are on their way out, Are the younger generations are not filling in that space by buying papers. No one buys a paper, except for us, once a month. Yeah. Um, one thing that lost a ton of LA Times subscriptions was they took out the huge page in the newspaper that has the box scores yeah, for all the sports. I saw that. If you can't find out who won the game on your phone, you're an idiot. Yeah. Or you're 85. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame the 85-year-old, but like, how dare you take away your subscription to the newspaper? Yeah. Because there are no more high school sports scores in the... Get yeah, over it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. You can't. You can find that stuff so easily. Paper and print is... A, we can't... We don't have a space. Yeah. So it's like an obvious thing that makes a paper better and more streamlined is taking out all those box scores. Yeah. It exists on the internet. Find it if you want. Uh, but that like lost him a ton of subscriptions. I saw that, yeah. I think he was like, disapp- this guy was like, Soon Chung was like disappointed when that happened about them taking out the box scores, right? Or well, was he pro? Well, I think you'd be disappointed in losing all of those subscribers. Yeah. But uh, it's just an obvious thing that has to be done. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Maybe also take, let's not take out the comics. I like the fact that they have the comics. Uh-huh. It's a nice little, you know, I don't, I wish the New York Times had comics. Um, but, you know, things got to go, things got to get cut eventually. Right. Yeah. And it's like the comics, uh, do the comics exist in the online form? I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't checked. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, news is more about like what you put on the internet than selling physical newspapers anyway. Yeah. So what happens in the physical newspaper if they're trying to save space? They got to do what they got to do. Yeah, totally. It's a novelty product at this point to have a newspaper. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of which, I had I subscribed to uh, the New York Times today. Oh. The online. That's big. Yeah. Perfect Politics is officially subscribed to the New York Times. Yeah, I didn't want to, but there was like one specific article that I needed for our bonus episode that okay. we're going to record. Okay. And um, I was like, well, I run a, I do a politics podcast. Maybe I should pay for the New York <laughs> Times. They're, well, they're, they're not bad. I mean, they've been doing an okay job of like reporting on what's going on in Palestine. Yeah. Not great, honestly. Like they, no. they don't not as much as they should. But they are the first American news outlet that I follow that will always report on something more so than like NPR or the other ones, which right. I think actively ignore what's going on there. Yeah, I, I a lot think of times NPR is more in the business of giving their fans what they want. Yeah, I and think sometimes that is Palestine Gaza, but only for a little bit. I think the New York Times has like journalistic integrity, whatever that means. Sure. Where they're like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, and they do. So we're subscribed officially. We, we're, oh, yeah. you'll, you'll get access to it as That's well. That's great news. Yeah. Well, we need that because the LA Times is now, what, a hundred people is 20% of their staff. Yeah. It's like a lot. Yeah. So they've lost a big chunk of their workforce. Where, what's going to happen? We're just, there's just going to be no LA Times. It's just going to be the New York Times. That's going to be embarrassing for our city. We should get the LA Times next week and just see yeah. how it looks. It's just going to be like four pages of Samsung ads. <laughs> there's going to be more ads. Yeah. There's going to be... Skip to A6 for the rest of this ad. There's going to be more stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know how they're going to make a paper without a hundred journalists. It's not entertaining already. Like, how are they going to make it more entertaining? You know, what, what are they going to do? But yeah, I, oh, what you're saying is there's just going to be less content for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's not as good stuff. Yeah. Certainly less investigative journalism, which takes a long time and a lot of hours to do and provide and produces a small amount of yeah. print. Yeah, totally. You need like five guys on one article. The, be- the best journalism. The stuff that like uh, they make a movie about it and it wins an Oscar. Yeah. That yeah. type of journalism. That's gone. We can't afford that anymore. No. Marmaduke, front page. <laughs> Family Circus. Spotlight. Headline. The the Boston Globe highlighting all of the uh, child abuse from Catholic priests. Mm-hmm. That journalism will not happen in America anymore. No. I like the idea, though, that they just take an article from the New York Times and put it on the LA times <laughs> they just copy and paste. Maybe there will be like an archive section from now on. Uh, this is a story from 1986. Yeah. Isn't that something? <laughs> they just do old news. Yeah. Why not? Mets win the world series. It's like, what is it? What is this from? <laughs> Black and white photo. Um, but yeah, state of the state of our state of media news media it's not good i mean there has been a decline in journalists ever since the internet started it's been just steadily going like yeah. this i don't know what to say about it Everyone, no one wants to give us money yeah the article was like everybody goes to tiktok now for their news i'm like i don't do that but no the reality is the news no one has the news yeah it's not <clears throat> that there's easy news in other places no Elon Musk like advertises that on his ex Twitter or whatever. He's like, "You're be your own journalist. Yeah, get out in the world, see what's going on." It's yeah, like, no, and then, oh. then there's just like, and also like, wasn't Twitter already doing that before he took over? Like yeah. that was what people were doing. They were right. like filming shit and then like reporting. He's on just it. selling a future that doesn't include professional journalism. Yeah, um, and and requires no fact checking. Twitter sucks. I don't use it anymore, really. I log it's, on sometimes, but... Yeah, it's um, it makes me sad. Yeah. I'm on Threads. That's oh, where I okay. get my news. Okay. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, threads is weird because you'll, like, you just, you'll get uh, tweets, mm-hmm. f- threads from people you don't follow. So, like, for a while, right. I was just getting a lot of Zionists on yeah. my... I'm like, I don't follow these people. Why am I getting Zionist influencers, like, tweeting... Yeah. I don't know here. Facebook, and then you have to like mute them. It's a meta product. Yeah, it's a meta product. I think meta and Twitter are just in the business of like, we're going to feed you Zionism. And if you reject it, it's like, okay, okay, okay. We'll yeah. feed you pro-Palestine stuff because that's what you want. Yeah. We still want you to be here. But they what, what they'll do is they'll just give a response to the Zionist tweet. And they'll like, <laughs> that's what you see instead. You're right. Like, oh, you get this quote tweet of somebody saying this is this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so it's all, it's all shit. It's all shit. And um, we have to work harder every week going forward to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. But we got the New York Times now. So we got the New York Times now. Helpful. Never again will I click on one of those stupid articles and then the pop-up comes. It's like, for $9.99, you can be a New York Times. You know what? I am an, I am a subscriber, actually, New York Times. <laughs> look it up. Yes. Here's my email. Here's my email. And I look forward to forgetting to uh, turn off my subscription and having it charge my credit card for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm excited for that. Well, you're keeping journalism alive. I guess so. With your credit card payments. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool, man. Thanks. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have anything else I'd like to talk about, but no, I think we've said enough. <sighs> this felt good. I think so. Cool. See ya. See you next week.